is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> Hello everybody, how's it going today? Hope you're having a fantastic day. Um, wanted to share this. Uh, yesterday I was moving these big speakers from the youth area back to my you know, storage closet room area, which is, by the way, filled with power amps, equalizers, speakers, and mixers. All analog, old stuff. And I was like, I don't know what to do with all this stuff. I mean, you could sell it on... Mar I try to sell it on Marketplace, but Marketplace is like the dregs of society. Like, it's just frustrating to sell stuff on there. So I went to a couple music stores in the local area, and, I'm, and I went to this one uh, mom-and-pop store. And I said, hey, I got all these power amps. Is there a market that I'm not aware of here? And the guy was like, I have a room full of power amps myself. And if I were to go put a big table outside, put stack all the power amps on it, just leave it outside overnight. When I got back in the morning, there may be more power amps on it. Nobody wants them. So uh, I was like, I understand what you're saying. So you're saying you don't want to take any of these power amps. It's true. Um, but, you know. I got it. So I have all these things. Anyways, I'm getting off track. So uh, I'm moving stuff into this uh, storage closet area. And these speakers are big. that I, They're like subs. So you got to grab them on both sides. And it comes up to about my neck is the top. You know, as you're carrying them and, and all that stuff. So as I was moving them to the storage room, I set it down, this one speaker. And I noticed a big, scary spider on top. Now, we know how we feel about spiders, I'm afraid. But this one was dead. But still scary. My heart skipped a beat. I was like, oh, like it was just, and, and you know, I was grateful that it was dead, but still scared me. I had to be asking myself, uh, has my spider failed me? Because uh, I usually know when they're around me, and I'm like, okay, I get a feeling. I get the, I, I get the, the tingly feeling where I'm like, okay, that's why I connect with Spider-Man. Cause he has that spidey sense. Well, I know when spiders are on me. Um, but I was like, maybe the spider doesn't work on dead spiders. That's what I'm resting on. Uh, but either way, I was still not a fan of this dead spider right there. But, but here's the thing. And this is the part that it's really embarrassing. And I'm not, I'm not proud of what I had to do here. So I had, I had to remove the spider from the top of the, the cabinet because I can't just be continually walking into that room and being creeped out. It's just cause it's, it's awful. Right. But I also don't want to touch it. I don't care if it's dead. I don't want to touch it. And, and, it, and I feel like since living in South Carolina, I've made great strides in my fear of spiders and bugs in general. Like, I feel like I've, I've come a long way. Uh, Lola also 
she was more afraid than me of spiders and bugs. And I've even her, I've seen a lot of growth in. Right. Um, so even with this great growth, I still couldn't bring myself to just grab the spider and put like, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, so what I had to do was this, I got a paper towel and you know, if you go to like, uh, Olive Garden and you get like, have something catered and they bring you the little plastic tongs. So I put the paper towel over the spider. Then I used the tongs to chunk. And then I had to take it to the garbage, uh, like a little scaredy cat. I did it. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't panicking all the way to the garbage. I, and, and I, and it doesn't make rational sense. Like I know it's not going to resurrect itself and crawl out of the paper, but that's where I was. It was scary. And I was just like, Oh, that was rough. It's a rough few minutes for me. But speaking of what things that people are afraid of, let's talk sharks for a minute. I love sharks. I like them. Uh, fascinated by them. All sharks, by the way, really. Like, there's not any... I mean, some sharks are boring to me. But anyways, I want to someday... I, I'm, I have the bucket list thing where I want to dive, uh, do, do the cage dive with the great whites. That would be great. I'd get some tiger sharks involved in it. Maybe some makos. It'd, it'd be... The more the better, but it'd be fun, right? That's what I want to do. But my daughter Lola is terrified of sharks, and she doesn't want to get into the ocean because she's afraid, you know, she's going to get eaten by a shark. So the other night, uh, I had her watch a show with me from Shark Week. By the way, this is Shark Week. It's exciting. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Uh, But as we're watching the show, she's all creeped out and anxious. I could feel it, you know, emanating from her that she's just uncomfortable and, and the divers are, are talking about getting data to help them understand where the big great whites in South Africa have gone because we know that there's two orcas that have been killing them and eating their livers it's a it's a whole thing it's been going on for a little while so there's no big great whites off South Africa right now there's littler ones but um but the big ones have kind of gone away so they want to tag some 18 to 20 foot white sharks and see if they can find the place that they're going to. Maybe they'll find all the other big great white sharks, you know, help save them. And Lola was like, save them. Aren't we trying to kill them all? And I was like, no, we need sharks in the water. They're amazing creatures. It's like bees. You get the bees die. We all die. You know, like in, and in the ocean if the sharks go, you know, the ecosystem is all out of whack. It, it's a whole big problem. I can't go into it right now. Maybe I'll do a Saturday podcast all about sharks. That sounds like fun. Maybe I'll do that. I said, maybe don't hold me to it. I'm going to try, but maybe not. But, uh, so Lola was like, uh, she can't wrap her mind around it. She's like, sharks eat people. And I go, they can eat people, but do they want to eat people? No. I went through the whole, we're in their space. This is their home. And sometimes they make mistakes and think that we're a seal or we're some sort of food for them. And most of the time they take a bite, then they let us go. Uh, and they go, oh, that wasn't a seal. That's not food for me. And then they swim away. Except for maybe tiger sharks. They eat everything. They're like the goats of the sea. That and the, uh, the oceanic white tips, they'll, they'll eat you too. Like, but they're out in, way out in the ocean and there's not a lot to come by. You get something, you got to eat it. I don't know. There's, there's a few. There's a few that'll eat you, right? Um, but points, the point, my point is, Sharks are scary to some, but they aren't evil. They aren't these evil creatures that are trying to kill humans, right? And, and when I say that, 
and I'm trying to explain that to her. If someone were to say that to me, like, look, spiders are not evil. They're not trying to hit. Sure. And I'm not afraid of being eaten by a spider, but I don't like them. And I'm, you're never going to convince me that they're not evil because they are evil. They look at look the way they look. They're evil. They're from. <laughs> Anyways, I understand some people being caught up in that. Anyways, uh, I was thinking as I was watching Shark Week with Loa. I'm going to use this in my devotional, this this whole uh, thing of people being afraid of something, but when then they come to realize it and understand it more, you're, you're like, oh, that's not such a bad thing. And I was like, what what Bible story can I come up with uh, where, where someone had been afraid of something, they confronted that situation, and it wasn't as scary as they had, they had thought? You know, like sharks. But unfortunately... It's really not anything in the Bible like that. Uh, I've, I, there's a ton of people in the Bible that were afraid of something, like like Abram and Sarah, and he thought he was going to be killed because Sarah was so beautiful. So he was like wanted her to say that she's a sister, whatever that whole thing is. And by the way, do you do you think when we get to heaven and we get there and we're like kind of cruising around, hey, how you doing? And we see some like unbelievably beautiful, gorgeous, stunning woman would be like, mm, you're Sarah, aren't you? And she's like, yeah, I am. Hello, Sarah. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm just saying. But so we had that situation, but that's not like a shark. It's not like he was, he was got to the place where he thought all the men were going to kill him because she was beautiful. And like, these guys aren't that bad. Uh, not the same thing. Then I was thinking about Daniel and the lion's den. Uh, because he was, but he was afraid of being killed, not rather, he wasn't afraid of the lions, you know, that's not the same. And I was even, I was like, oh, I know Jonah, because, you know, the whole water issue, getting swallowed by a sea creature, spit on the land of Nineveh. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. I was thinking at first, I'm like, he was afraid to go to Nineveh. Then I told myself, no, he wasn't afraid. He didn't want the people of Nineveh to be saved because he knew God was telling him to change and they were going to do it. He didn't want, he was like, I hate the people in Nineveh. I hope they die. They're rotten. They're terrible. That kind of thing. So that totally doesn't track what my way I wanted to do it. But it seems like most of the courageous stories in the Bible, uh, where people overcoming where, where people were overcoming fears was more of like, they're just afraid of being killed, not by not afraid of what was going to kill them, you know? So, if I think of most people's fear of sharks, I guess most most people are probably, they're primarily afraid of being killed or eaten rather than the creature themselves, right? We could probably say that, which I think I get. So I'm just going to go ahead and use Daniel and his, his story of being thrown in the lion's den. Now it doesn't it actually doesn't have, make any sense to what I initially wanted to start the devotional. But this is where we ended up. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I tried. It didn't, it didn't line up. But we're going to get a story about Daniel, right? It would have been better if, if for my Devo if Daniel, you know, was like, we get the story like him growing up, talking to his friends, like, oh, I am terrified of lions. Anytime there's a, th- hey, did you hear there was a lion? What? Like, if he was freaking out all the time. That'd be better better for what I was going for here, but it, it didn't happen. Um, and and then he would, like, anyways. I, I was hoping his friends would be like, come on, Daniel. The lions aren't that bad. They're majestic. 
powerful. They're good for the land. Come on. Don't be afraid of lions. But that's not how it goes. So anyway, back to the book of Daniel. So give you a little background. Uh, King Darius implemented this, this law or decree that you could not worship or pray to any other God other than him uh, for 30 days, right? This amount of time. What? And when Daniel heard this, what did he do? He immediately went upstairs and he uh, prayed three times a day to the Lord. And when these men found out about it, um, they turned in, they they told King Darius. And, and here's kind of what happened. So in Daniel 6, 16 to 20, it said, So the king gave order, gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation may not change. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating, without any entertainment, entertainment being brought to him, and could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living king, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? And as we read, you know, as, as we read what we just had, the king was pretty worked up about this. But but if you you get the kind of tone of it, he was also questioning what, what was going on, like, He's, he's asking, am I right about this? Should I have done this? Is there really a true God to worship? Right? So he's kind of like, he's he's there like, has your God saved you? Like, what, what are we going to hear? So we get to Daniel 6, 21 through 24. and says, Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. But he did, in like Daniel did pray to the Lord, even though it was the right thing to do. He didn't follow the decree that the king sent, that he was ruling, right? So he said, nor have I ever done wrong before you. Well, he kind of did. Anyways, then verse 23, the king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted his God. Verse 24, at the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. I realize this is the absolute wrong story to use to compare people's fear of sharks because, you know, the last line, like, I'm like, sharks aren't bad. You just got to get to know them. And, you know, they're not trying to kill you. But in this last line, like if I'm using the lion story to compare, they uh, crushed, they overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Not not good. Daniel could have been like playing with the lions. Like they opened the, the roll the stone away that they sealed the den with. And, and uh, Daniel's playing with them and rubbing their heads and loving on them and, and saying like, oh. Who's a little kitty is this, you know? And, uh, oh, they're such little nice meow meows, you know? Like, and, ah, so majestic, so misunderstood. They don't want to kill humans. Then, you know, the next thing you know, they're devouring families thrown into the den. So it doesn't work. I understand that. Um, I'd have liked to seen, uh, Daniel, maybe after this experience, start something like a biblical, uh, lion week, you know? 
but that didn't happen. You know, he wasn't advocating for lions afterwards. But in all seriousness, this story of Daniel and Eliza, I kind of struggle with. Uh, I love the story where God sends his angel and, and Daniel's not harmed and it shows God's power and how Daniel's innocent and blameless in God's eyes. And it proves to everybody that God is real in this situation. But first of all, Daniel was not wrongly accused. He indeed went and prayed to the Lord three times a day when King Darius's law or decree stated he's not allowed to. And why did the families of the accusers have to die? What, what did they do wrong? So if we go back and read when the law or the decree went out in Daniel 6, 10 through 12, it says, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed to give thanks to the God, just as he had done before. These men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asked God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any God or human being except for you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? And the king answered, The decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So the men found Daniel praying. They knew about this decree. So they were like, hmm, let's go back to King Darius. Let's ask him. Let's get clarification. So they're like, hey, is it true that this is what, what we're supposed to be doing? And the king's like, yeah, that's for sure. It's a fact. Uh, so these people that got thrown into the, uh, den, the lion's den were not, did not falsely accuse Daniel of doing it. He indeed did it. He did the deed. Now, it was the right thing to do to pray to God because that's the only God we should pray to. We're not supposed to pray to some king. That's ridiculous. But there's that. And the family, they did nothing. They're just chilling at home. And the next thing you know, hey, you're going in the lion's head. Why? Because uh, this dude was praying and your husband turned him in. So the men were doing as they were told. And were killed. And went to king for clarification, but still, they end up in the lion's den, and the whole families are wiped out by these lions. Doesn't seem fair. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and I was thinking, why would this? Why would God do this? What are some possible answers of why God would allow these families to get killed when they are following the king's orders, right? Here's what I've come up with. We know that God doesn't like idol worship. It's it's a big deal. He said, worship no other God other than me. But there is no other God other than him. And he doesn't like it when we do that, when we put idols in our lives. So there's one thing. So we got a bunch of idol worshipers. Then he's like, I, you, if you do that, you, it's punishable by death. Okay. Uh, maybe also those men who found Daniel praying, maybe they could have looked the other way. Um, they didn't need to tell on Daniel. Maybe they could have just minded their own business. Probably would have saved them their lives. Sure. Maybe that's where we get the phrase snitches get stitches. I mean, who knows? Because there was consequences to it. Now, I know we all are, every single person deserved death and, and, and we don't deserve the, the, um, 
the grace and mercy and this second chance that we have been given because Jesus died on the cross. So I can always go back to that and be like, well, we all deserve to die. This God has his ways that I don't understand. But the better question for me during this whole story that I struggle with is why is King Darius exempt from the punishment? It doesn't seem fair that these guys that were following his rules and his families had to die. And he's just like, well, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. It's just, it seems like it's, it's a hard one to, to wrap your mind around. And as I said in previous podcasts and devos, some things we're just not going to have the answers to, and we maybe never will. And there are hard things in the Bible, but I believe the Bible is the written word of God, and, and that all of it is, and I must accept all of it, not just the parts of stories that I really like and 100% can wrap my mind around. Um, there's parts that are just hard. We're like, but what about this? I don't know why that happened. It doesn't seem fair, but I am not the judge of all these people and God's ways are much higher than my ways. And I will never understand everything that he does. So that's how I can kind of justify it still. When I know there's a lot of people that get stuck on these type of things. I'm like, well, this is doesn't, this is not fair. I thought we had a fair God. We do have a fair God. But if we think about how sinful we are as people, we are all deserving of death. So that's all I can really say. Mm. Now, I realized this whole thing that I wanted to base around Shark Week and how these things that we're afraid of may not be as scary as we think. It, doesn't, it didn't work out. It didn't work out at all. I, I take the L on it. But uh, we got here somehow. I wanted it to work. But this is what God put on my heart, I guess. And like I said, maybe this Saturday we'll have a Shark Week podcast, which I think could be pretty fun. I have a lot to say. I have a lot of opinions. I have a lot of strong ideas on Shark Week, uh, Shark, uh, what is it called? Shark Fest on National Day. There's a whole bunch of things. I have problems with some things. I like some things. You know, maybe we'll get into that. But this is what I have for you today. Like it or not. So, in closing, you have a good week. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Bye.